When your life depends on it, when everything is on the line, you've got to get real about addiction treatment. Only Karen offers 65 years of medical expertise in evidence-based treatment with real proven results. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. So if you're ready for something real, visit caron.org slash real today. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. To the Benzinga Cannabis Hour. There are more people who are in favor of legalization. I saw the benefits of it for myself. I just have to ask, was there pot pasta in the cannabis cookbook? Oh, it was gorgeous. There was pot pasta. They were we were talking about cannabis pasta. That opened my eyes to the cannabis industry. Is this new industry where now billions of dollars are being made. We're here to bring cannabis into culture. What up? What's up? What's happening? Happy Thursday. It's cannabis hour. Happy Thursday. 4 p.m. Eastern time. I'm great. I prepared a little something. When I say I prepared, I mean I thought about this like 10 seconds ago. So uh, here we go. It's hello. Welcome to the Schumer Bill Hour. We're here to discuss everything about Schumer Bill. But not until for 40 minutes. So we'll get to that. Uh, But (laughs) y'all, we have a lot of news to cover. Um, I think we live streamed that uh, press conference yesterday. From we Chuck did. Schumer. So that we means did. if you missed it, you can actually go back and catch that, uh, a replay of that on the Benzinga YouTube channel. You should. You should catch yes. that. And also, there are articles, maybe we'll drop them in the chat during this uh, during this Cannabis Hour, right? But um, our team covered it. I think Javier wrote something. Yelena wrote something. Maureen yeah. wrote something. So great shout out to the Cannabis News Desk, man. Good stuff. That's Benzinga.com slash cannabis, y'all. Uh, go there. I mean, you really get the cannabis movers of the day for stocks. And I, I got to give a huge shout out. And also, I need to ask our audience what the heck is happening uh, with Let's the stock. Let's um, do that. Well, 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 hold on. Before you give your quick yes. shout out, give a one in the chat if you are bullish on Schumer's bill. Two, if you think it has no chance. I mean, if you're bullish, two of no chance. And listen, we're all happy about it, right? I I think it's great. But one, if you think it's going to happen, and two, if not. How about that? Fair enough. And we, Patrick, do not answer. I will not answer. 
We will be discussing this. We're going to bring Javier on with us. The first time the three of us have been on for a long time. Uh, for the last 20-ish minutes of this show today, all we're going to be doing is discussing the bill. So please stick around. And we want your questions. We want your comments. Uh, we want you guys to participate in that. So around 435, 440, uh, we're going to be chatting with you guys uh, yes. about this bill. Um, so stick around. Tell your friends. Uh, I, want, I want to talk to everybody. Uh, share us on Twitter. If you do, maybe we'll send you a hat, a Benzinga Cannabis Hour hat. Uh, but you got to share yes. with us. All right, let's do that. Let's do it. If I have to buy it, I will. Cannabis Hour at Benzinga.com. If you share on Twitter that you are watching um, Cannabis Hour, get people to come on. Uh, share us on Twitter. I don't care what you say. Uh, send it to Cannabis Hour at Benzinga.com, a screenshot of that, and uh, we'll pick one lucky winner to win a uh, Benzinga Cannabis Hour piece of swag we'll say t-shirt not everybody wears hats i like it i like it you clearly wear hats though this is good <laughs> what i don't know what else what whatever could you be talking about so yeah, i don't know i have a news item i want to shout out that i have just zero idea what is happening so um benchmark botanics up some uh 250 percent today um what why yeah I don't, I, I don't know. All if right, you know, so B-H-H-K-F. Aaron, can you yes. pull that up? B-H-H-K-F. I would love to take a look at that. 250%. What it's, is going on I don't there? know what is going on. So we're, we're checking it out right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a huge jump. A um, lot, of, lot of stuff to fill in there, too. Yeah. So B-H-H-K-F. If you know what's going on there. Share it with your brothers, your lane brothers. That would be we, awesome. We are here to to help dive into this. Come Honestly, on, Jeff. Jeff Cavallari, I see you in the chat. <laughs> I know you're there. You probably know what's happening here. Give Jeff us knows all. Jeff up. is omniscient. He does. He's well connected. The guy knows. Um, okay, so so okay, so that's interesting. While we've got it up, um, I want to give a couple of shout outs to here. Um, Aurora Cannabis. Aurora Cannabis apparently gearing up. We have this article. Um, looks like Yelena wrote it today, so that was cool to see. It, it, they're delivering a nearly $8 million shipment of cannabis to Israel. Lar it's touted as one of the largest single shipments of cannabis received to date nice. in, in that corner of the world. Super cool to me because Aurora has largely been flying under the radar, right? And it's tough to say that about a major LP, but I'd love to get our, our first guest take on that. So we'll come back to that shortly. But um, who else? What other, what other movers are you seeing today, Elliot? Uh, Harvest One. I don't know. Uh, again, I was looking through the news. And honestly, I just looked up the Benchmark Botanic News on their IR website. Their most recent press release is from May 3rd, uh, appointing a new CEO. Yeah. I wonder if our team has called them yet. <laughs> Generally, when it's something that when it's something that large, we we're, we're on the phone talking to them, trying to figure out what's going on. Right. I mean, obviously, we maybe maybe Javier will have some insights. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but maybe. I don't see any news to spurn this. So it is Benchmark Botanics a meme stock? Don't know. Probably not. Probably don't not. <laughs> but, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, Harvest One. Yeah, I think they're up 11. Oh, 13 percent now. It was 11.3 prior, like an hour ago. Um, so yeah, 13% again, not seeing much news to support this. Um, but you know, honestly, the vast majority of stocks are down today and we can talk more about why, uh, in like 30 ish minutes. Yeah. We're going to get into that. 
they're down because uh, of a few things with the bill, and I think it's just so silly. <laughs> oh, well, well, it, you're always going to have, but it's an opportunity things, right? Yeah. You're always going to have the reaction. So, so I yeah. get it. I understand it. Uh, I wish my portfolio felt a little bit different this morning, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's an opportunity for us. It is like, it is, it, it's a, it's a buying opportunity for investors. And there are so many great companies out there that you guys should be aware of if you watch or listen to us often. Um, but I mean, there are a lot of great stocks that are down today, just strictly because of bill news. Uh, some right. stocks are up. Consortium is up 0.1%. So, you know, they still do the, They're still doing their gradual climb to, um, Mount Everest there. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the stocks that are up, it look to me like they're, they have some sort of biotech element, right? When I look at yeah. things like Evagene. Right, Evagene. I would not. What is it with Thursdays and and cannabidiol biotechs? I don't know. I feel like, but it's looking (laughs) strong, and a lot of those types of companies are up right now. Sky, Sky Bioscience, up almost four percent. Yep. I mean, you've got you've got some of the mainstays in here, right? You've got like Organogram and IIPR and TGOD. They're up, you know, not quite a percent or somewhere around there. Um, But but tell me about TGOD, Patrick. We haven't talked about TGOD in like ever. So here's my thing. I really like TGOD and I have for a long time. I think that they have gone through cycles of, uh, of really great things for their shareholders and also really not so great things. You know, there's been a a little bit of dilution there. I think, and I know the, the team quite well. I think that they've done their best in a market that was really tough on them back in, in 19 and, uh, and, and obviously through 2020. But I think that there's still opportunity there. And in just my personal opinion, obviously no recommendations here and no insider news, but I, I, you got to think at some point they're going to be a target for somebody, right? Just given where they sit, given what, what uh, real estate they still have, um, they've, they've got to be a target for somebody at some point in the near future, I would imagine. You know what? Best case scenario for me is my guys at Village Farms go on a, a acquiring spree and grab T God. That's not going to happen. Uh, at least not right now. Maybe. Um, Who knows? But you, you know, Village Farms again, y'all. I, I see so much value here. They were at 15 prior to their uh, that earnings that had nothing to do with their cannabis performance. Their cannabis performance is stellar. It was tomatoes uh, that I think, or, or lettuce, or something that drove them down. But a 40 <laughs> 40 year old company, right here. Uh, that is one of the that they're making money on cannabis in Canada, <laughs> and it's yeah. not easy to do. It is so, what it is. It is yeah. what it is. Well, in our next, I'm sure we'll have some insight there. But right before we move That's over, true. one more, Very true, one more, Aaron, um, KSHB. So Kushko Holdings uh, kicked off their proxy solicitation process today with their pending merger with Greenlane, G N L N. Kushko will become. Green Lane or vice versa. I forget which name is sticking around. I, I think but, it's Green Lane for the ticker. Yeah. So I think Green Lane is going to be the ticker uh, eventually. Nick will will jump over as CEO. Um, but super thrilled for them. That should create a mammoth ancillary company in this space. So it, it's going to be really cool to see that happen. Yeah. And pretty undervalued, right? You look at both companies. They're trading at 90 cents. Green Lane, I forget what they were, but um, not, not over the top in terms of share price. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. 355. Mm-hmm. So when you look at other companies in that space, like your Grogen, your, your hydro farm, you know, a bit different parts of the ancillary segment, but 
you know, they're undervalued in terms of. I've always liked Green are. Lane. I actually bought into Green Lane and I, I sold, I wanted to hold, to be honest, but it just, it was not performing super well. And I think it was yeah. more of a reflection of the space than what they were doing. Because Green Lane works with a lot of leaders in this industry. So if you look at their operations, they're not lagging uh, behind any competitor that they may have in this space. If you can really call many of their competitors on their level. Um, so this is a, this is a killer company and honestly kind of on the brand builder, um, kind of ancillary to the MSO space, uh, guys, don't forget about tilt. Uh, let, let's pull that chart up real quick. If you don't mind T L L T F. Um, this is my last shout out, but I, I think what Gary is doing over there is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I like you know, they continue to make moves. They're not really like doing anything under, under wraps. Like they're pretty out and about, um, you know, but they're growing, you know, and I think they've made necessary moves re in the past year, or at least under Gary's leadership that have improved or maybe narrowed focus on what they're doing operationally. Well, he's um, reduced the CapEx, yeah. right? So he's, he's made it more in a, a more efficient business. He's guiding it in, uh, you know, he's running a tighter ship. And I think at the end of the day, we all know how important that is, Right. You can't get out over your skis in this industry. It's just, it's too hard, right? The capital flow is is already somewhat restrictive. So um, mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, you, you got to be smart with your money in this space. But listen, enough about all of that. I think we've covered enough. Why don't we bring Paul over? Quick, quick shout out while we're doing this. Sorry, yes. to, sorry to cut you off. Uh, guys, October 13th and 14th, uh, Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference in Boom. New York City. Boom. In New York City, we're in person. Yes. Join us. Come meet Patrick and I in person. Patrick and I are going to be at MJ Biz, of course. Uh, but you know what? Come see our conference. A lot of these uh, see how executives, we do this, man. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun. And there's all kinds of fun things that we do during the conference, after oh the conference, gosh, yeah. in between sessions, at night, in between the 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 days of the conference. We have a lot of fun at these things. We'd love to have you come join us. Um, yes. And yeah. like and subscribe to this page. Let us know. Let us know how you feel. Let us know who you want to hear from. Tickers, executives, we'll bring them on, right? The, these are the movers and shakers in this industry, and we're thrilled to, to bring them here for you And guys. you can listen to everything again on, on uh, YouTube or listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever. Now, I apologize for interrupting the grand welcoming of our dear friend, Paul Peterson. Yes. Uh, long time friend of Benzinga. Uh, you know, he is, we've watched next leaf grow. Paul, welcome. How What's are you? What's up, man? Hey guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thrilled so to have you. you. Yeah. So Paul, I remember congratulating you when you went public. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about you, your journey into cannabis. And if you don't mind kind of adding on a little bit about next leaf while you're at it. So I, I got involved in cannabis, I guess, in 2013, when Canada first legalized, you know, commercial scale medical cannabis federally. Um, our uh, Myself and our CFO went, went to work for Canada's first producer, Peace Naturals. We got the first extraction license in Canada and, and helped the founders sell the business uh, 2016 to what is now Kronos Group. And uh, we really saw an opportunity in the industry, and that was uh, never growing a plant, but focusing on the highest value portion of the supply chain. And that is, we believe, innovation around extraction and, and most importantly, uh, you know, turning what we have in Canada, that's an abundant supply of uh, low quality 
dry cannabis into a high purity distillate and being able to, to power all the all the next generation products. So um, that was really the genesis for the company. Um, I co-founded uh, Nextleaf, I guess, four years ago with a gentleman that had been in the industry 15 years. Uh, he's gone on to author uh, over 80 patents around extraction, distillation and, and purification. And, you know, we're having a lot of fun. We're really enjoying um, watching how slow the U.S. is moving on legalization. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, uh, you know, two years ago, right when we went public, I, I was in New York City. I got booed off the stage in, in Arcview. Uh, asked to predict when when the U.S. would federally legalize, and I said, "Guys, honestly, I think it'll be more than five years." And um, and 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 I still believe that today. And I and I think that you know the bill that was that was tabled, I think, is exciting. Um, but obviously, we're we're really excited uh, uh, to be operating in the in the, the first uh, you know developed country to legalize cannabis, and we think it's it's Canada's game, baby. So. We're focused on where we need to focus and and uh, trying to win this land grab that is uh, IP development in cannabis. Yes. Well, let's start there. Let's start there. By the way, you guys, the ticker is right there. O I L F F. Make sure you, you you check out the stock. So so here's the thing, Paul. When it comes to land grab, and I, you know, we've talked about this before because you actually went to school here in the states, right? Yes. At Michigan, Michigan State University. Michigan State University. So the last time. Uh, I don't know if it was the last time I saw you in person, Paul, maybe not, but, but you came to our Detroit conference the yeah. year that we had Calvin Johnson there also Michigan state grad and Detroit lion and now hall of famer. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys got to hang out together. So that was pretty cool. Hey, you know what? You guys always have great shows. Somebody sent me a picture of, uh, the extraction panel in Chicago, the Benzinga show. Oh and yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I think uh, we're really looking forward to your show in October. I think you guys do a great job with the panels and, um, you know, mixing it up, but some great entertainment and, and you know, value, I think, on uh, anyone that attends. Well, it's all well, about that education. Sorry, Patrick. Can you go ahead with the follow-up if you want? No, no. So, so the I mean, let's start there because that's that's kind of where, where I want to start. The IP for you guys. Let's just mm -hmm. review this for a second because you guys are killing it with rolling out IP and covering your bases and really owning this space right you've got 15 u.s patents right correct me if i'm saying this wrong yeah. and then over 80 global patents for extraction distillation and delivery of cannabinoids is that right absolutely and those are issued patents i mean we see a lot of press releases from guys talking about provisional patents and pending patents and we don't talk about about pending patents we talk about issued patents and and so you know for us this is work that we started four years ago um, and I think when you look back and, and, and you say who are the which companies globally have been the most successful getting issued patents around um, the standardization of cannabinoids, we like to call it. And that's, yeah. you know, GW Pharma, Canopy Growth, Pfizer, Merck, Nextleaf. Uh, so uh, I like to say we're betting, batting way above our weight. Um, but I think, you know, how we've been able to really accelerate our innovation and have some success on the patent front is we've. Uh, you know, started with a group of guys that have been working with cannabinoids for decades uh, before weed was legal here in Canada. And we've really surrounded that real world uh, legacy expertise and experience with a team of PhD chemists and engineers. We've got a team in, in, in Vancouver, Canada, about two dozen. But uh, I'd like to say that, you know, when it comes to the success that we've had, you know, we started early and, and we've really looked at, you know, how do we develop disruptive technology 
within a regulated market of turning you know biomass into that high purity standardized cannabinoid CBD THC. We're um, you know we're starting to work on some some really interesting stuff converting THC into to THCO acetate and CBN and you know all kinds of uh, really interesting tech that. Uh, we believe will have tremendous, tremendous value over the next 20 years in these uh, the life of these patents, especially when we step back and we really look at what's happening globally, the investment, right? The large players that, you know, I talked about Pfizer and Merck and some of these pharma guys, but, you know, how about tobacco? You know, Philip Morris, $800 million investment earlier in, in a cannabis company, you know, federally legal cannabis company, right? Like none of these guys are touching the United States until Schumer and the group down there uh, you know, does something to make cannabis legal. And until then, I, Canadian companies like Organigram, like Canopy, like um, uh, Next Leaf. <laughs> for us, we have a lot of conversations. We have a lot of conversations with some of the largest players uh, globally around our patents. And, and I think, you know, we've seen a $5 billion investment in, in Canopy. I, I loved it when our former premier was on television talking about that investment and talking about how much she loved um, innovation, right? And and they made that investment into canopy growth. And, uh, you know, we're a very, very competitive crew at Nextleaf, right? Um, we love to compete with, with, you know, some of the biggest, you know, companies in this space. And we always say that, you know, you know, innovation really comes down to being able to have some sort of differentiator, right? Some sort of advantage. And, 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 and that's really where we focused our efforts on developing IP is, you know, how do you produce standardized cannabinoids more efficiently? You know, how, how are you, you know, able to, uh, you know, produce um, differentiated formats? And, and again, we really believe that there's a lot of value there when we see the, the alcohol, tobacco and pharma players uh, making big, big investments in this space. So it's a, you know, for us, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of college sports, and uh, one of the big things I've heard recently is you are who you recruit against. You know, and in this case, you are who you compete against. You are who you do business uh, against and with. Uh, I, I would say in your all's case, but I'd love to kind of go in a little further into the IP conversation about the value uh, to your business specifically. Uh, you have eighty some patents. Uh, you you're, you said was eighty issued patents. Yeah, over yeah. eighty. Yeah. Over eighty issued patents. Uh, so can you talk about how maybe and we can narrow it down to just a few, how much value they provided your business and, or you expect them to provide your business? No, you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, two years ago, the, the naysayers would say, well, you know, what kind of value do these patents ha even have? Right. And, and what we've said since day one is like, guys, uh, IP has value in every other industry. You look at pharma, you look at biotech, you look at tobacco, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, IP and patents really drive strategy. IP uh, drives M&A activity. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, the industry's first patent infringement lawsuit, it was brought right before Christmas. It was it was my early Christmas present. Uh, <laughs> Canopy uh, brought a brought a patent infringement lawsuit against GW Pharma over a CO2 extraction process that hasn't been commercially viable in our market here in probably four or five years. But Obviously, um, you know, it's alleged that GW Pharma is using this process to make their Ipodiolox uh, CBD product that they're selling in the United States. And, and so what I say is, well, what is IP and what are patents worth? Um, what, what would they be worth to GW um, had they been able to defend themselves against Canopy, right? And, and what that lawsuit led to was uh, GW taking a buyout. 
$7.2 billion buyout from Jazz Pharmaceuticals, right? Um, We look at, you know, you look at, you know, life sciences, right? You know, pharma really understands patents. And, and, you know, for us, we've really started and we said, okay, well, what's the most efficient way to produce a standardized cannabinoid? Let's file patents around that. And then, you know, what is a less efficient method to get to the same end result? And, and, and we've really tried to be strategic with, um, you know, trying to grab up as much of this IP as we can um, about getting to that standardized cannabinoid, right? That distillate, that, that, that uh, precursor to edibles and, and, and beverages and, and really any, any cannabis-based drug or product that is going to be made with a standardized um, input, right? Anything other than dried flour. Um, and, and so that's really been where our focus is and, and you know, specifically... I guess uh, over the last kind of year and two, uh, our, our uh, innovation and R&D has really evolved now into differentiated formats. Uh, we recently issued a U.S. patent on the synthesis of THC. So turning THC into a, um, a uh, zone uh, form called uh, THCO acetate, which is a distinct molecule. Um, we're really excited about it. I, I think there's a, just a tremendous opportunity to commercialize this patent around THCO acetate. It's a, it's a different experience than THC. It's, it's, uh, some people say it's more, um, psychedelic like, um, we've had a, one of our PhDs that, uh, recently, uh, came back from, from cancer and, and was actually using, um, THCO acetate, um, to self-medicate, to get through chemo and, you know, really, I think a good reminder of why we do what we do. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's really for us, it's all about um, coming up with IP to get to that that standardized molecule um, and, and really looking to add value within the industry. Yeah. So so, I mean, you said you said it yourself, you're a competitive team, right? So help us define what this landscape looks like and where Nextleaf sits in this landscape. And I'll, and I'll, I'll preface that by saying I get that. At the end of the day, everybody wants to be singular. Nobody wants to be bucketed as an extraction company or this or that, right? Everybody wants to be, you know, a, a top tier company in their industry, right? Sure. Um, so, so, and, and also, I'll go a step further and say some extraction companies, are they even extraction companies anymore? Some of them have their own branded line of products or or went full tilt CPG and... and Selling and, flour now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, so, you know, we hear that a lot, um, and and we've seen that. I mean, even that uh, extraction panel in 2019 um, that we participated on on the Bazinga Chicago show. I mean, you know, five extractors, and you know, you look at those guys today, and how many of those guys are are still in the extraction space? And I, I think you know that's something that we've always really thought about when we when we started the company. We said from day one, we'd never grow a plant. We think we have a competitive advantage in the cost of uh, distillate. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, we are an extraction company. That's what we do best. And, you know, um, our, our commercial strategy has always been around supplying high purity, low cost molecules to our wholesale customers. We we supply some of the largest companies in the world that, you know, four years ago, if you talk to their CEOs, they all said, no, 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 we're just going to buy the extraction equipment, do it ourselves. It's easy. There's no IP there. No problem. And, you know, these are guys that have, uh, you know, mothballed their equipment and, and they're and they're buying distillates from us and others, right? And, and and I think what the industry has learned is that growing plants uh, is a very different business from 
um, what goes into being able to pull the molecules out and purify uh, mm-hmm. and standardize cannabinoids. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got a team of really, really smart people um, that, that are, are focused on doing just that. And, and really, we think there's a lot of value in being an extractor when in Canada, uh, there's over 2 million grams sitting there in inventory, finished goods inventory across the country. 2 million grams. It's like six, seven years of, of uh, inventory that we got sitting around. And, uh, you know, why is that? Because the, you know, some of the some of the stocks that you mentioned earlier, you know, two three years ago, guys were raising hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, and they were there. It was all about uh, millions of square feet of funded capacity, right? And and you know, you, you look at T God there. You know, T God just sold their greenhouse, uh, three hundred million dollar greenhouse that they built in twenty eighteen for uh, you know ten cents on the dollar. Yeah, right? I mean that's happening. Guys are shutting off the lights, right? Uh, you know, Canopy Growth came into my hometown and bought uh, one of the largest food producing greenhouses. 3 million square feet. It was the largest cannabis grow in the world. And, you know, you, you cut the ribbon, you know, now, now you drive by that facility and, 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 uh, everyone's been fired and, and there's no wheat being grown there. Right. Mm-hmm. All these big guys, they got too big. They got too big, too fast. And there's an abundant supply of, of flour. We really love the model of, of taking in inputs for, for, uh, you know, zero cost basis or, uh, you know, very, very limited cost basis. Uh, because the, the you know the, the value of this stuff has 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 really um, hit the skids and you know for us we've got the technology supported by over 80 patents to to process that biomass into a high purity distillate which can be stored for years um, but it can also it's, it's it's a more concentrated form um, and and so uh, it, you know it can sit in these vaults and uh, but more importantly it can power all the all the products that we're seeing the, the growth in right the vape the edibles. Um, and, and, you know, really that's where the future is, right? You know, that's where we, we think when we see, uh, you know, British American tobacco make a, make a quarter of a billion dollar investment. Uh, oh, no. Uh Oh, we lost Paul there. Okay. So, oh. so yeah, let's, while, while we're getting him back, um, man, there's so many really cool I things I wanted to ask him Me too. because I, I feel like the, the landscape, okay, here he comes, here he comes. The landscape for these companies has shifted so dramatically; it's hard to even classify them right next to each other anymore. Right? You got you can't look at Nextleaf the same way you look at Valens or or Medifarm Labs or Neptune or. Form, or I mean, Indiva. Indiva was an extractor. Now they're really purely an edibles play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Uh, is in the stream with audio only. Paul, can you hear us? There, there we go. Hey, Paul. Yeah, sorry guys. You know what though? You were talking about the future, and we have we have you know a little time left. I'd love for us and and Patrick. I know you got some follow up questions. I do too, but I don't want us to skip out on the opportunity that is next leap. You know, you've talked a lot about the Canadian market and and you know what what IP means to the industry as a whole, and maybe where you play in that as well. But I'd love to understand maybe the more immediate value opportunity that next leap is offering investors. Yeah, I mean, I like to say that, you know, for us, we've got a business model that's right size. It's been right size from the start. Right? Um, we got a great culture because we've been right size. We've been able to recruit uh, some very, very smart people from some of the biggest companies in the industry uh, that have, uh, you know, seen the value that we're building. I mean, you know, uh, we really believe that we have a billion dollars in, in IP. And you know, for us, Every day, it's all about unlocking that value, right? We unlock that value through IP licensing, through our wholesale business, um, and and very excited to launch our first brand into market. 
Um, there it is. That's what I was going for. <laughs> and it's all about, you know, distillate based products, right? Leveraging our competitive advantage, you know, to, to produce uh, distillate uh, more economically. And I got to tell you, I, I couldn't be more excited because what we're going to demonstrate to the market is our competitive advantage by, by bringing our large format vapes and oils. And we are going to take SKUs away from some of the largest companies in this industry that's have had a five, six year head start on us and billions of dollars. Right. And, and I think, what we're going to show is that all this investment in this large scale cultivation is meaningless. Right. And, and if you, if you, if you rewind the tapes and you look at what I said in 2017, 2018, it's consistent with what's happened today. Right. We've always skated to where the puck is going, not where the puck is today. And we really believe that when you look at where the blue sky and where the opportunity is, and you know, you're an investor, you want to play the cannabis industry. You guys were talking about ancillaries. I love ancillaries, picks and shovels. The other place I love is IP, right? Because you think about the value of IP. We do nothing in the United States and we will do nothing in the United States until it's legal other than filing patents. And, and again, we've got, I think the third largest patent portfolio after GW and, and Canopy Growth. So really that's what the value of our business is. Um, I think over the long term, it's unlocking that IP value, but it's 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 really taking advantage of this um of this Canadian marketplace of this abundant supply of flour. We've got a, we've got a model that we've got a very, very lean structure. We got 6,000 square feet of production space, right? So I'm like the opposite of those CEOs that sit on this show and talk about their millions. And those millions and millions are not an asset. Those are a liability because you got the big OPEX, right? We've got such a lean OPEX that we can be extremely aggressive in our pricing and, and simply beat guys uh, on price beat guys on quality. And, and really at the end of the day, it's all about uh, benefiting consumers, right? It's all about competing with the illicit market, being able to put a legal product in market that uh, grabs the attentions of the masses. And, and as legalization grows, being able to really, um, you know, continue to evolve some of our differentiated formats or technologies and, and continue to supply some really exciting brands. I love that. Daniel asks, when will we see glacial gold in the market, Paul? Very, very. Soon. He's also very excited to try drinks made from Next Leaf's tech. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> One of our clients actually just uh, she's she's uh, it's a it's a female led um, uh, beverage company. Um, one of our customers that we're really excited about, uh, and, and she's going to market in the fall and, and actually is the, the first infused beverage that's going to be on national television here in Canada on a show called Dragon's Dance, similar to Shark Tank that you guys have in the U.S. So, um, you know, we're really excited for that to, to go on air. And, and again, um, you know, yesterday with big announcement, Next Leaf and our partners, uh, uh, Village Farms, our, our friends over there, were, were the industry partners for Langara College. And uh, Langara just received the largest ever um, research grant from the federal government to uh, study cannabis, right? Um, and wow, and this, cool. is, this is happening because cannabis is legal in Canada, right? We don't we don't have a bunch of guys in 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 Washington or Ottawa, you know, arguing about it. It was legal two and a half years ago. You know, academia is behind it, and you know, for us, it's really allowed us to get in front uh, of a lot of big companies with IP development and, and work with some great partners. I mentioned Village Farms. You know, we're we're really excited. Uh, you know, to see. You know, companies like like Village Farms, they're, they're 20 minutes away from our facility. And, you know, they're, they're guys like us that have come to the party a little bit later. Right. You know, the canopies, you know, had a couple of years head start on these guys and they've gone into the consumer market by initially starting as a wholesale business. 
um, you know, similar kind of blueprint we're doing. We're, we're, not, we're not a grower though, right? We're, we're, we're a, uh, a company that's been really focused on, on supplying big brands with, with wholesale cannabinoids. And, and now, uh, again, really excited to uh, start launching brands in a market. I love that. Awesome. Patrick, you want to, you have any other questions? I mean, I could probably one. ask one or two more as well. I, I, yeah, I've got, I've got one. Um, you know, I think, and I'm always curious about this, right? Because you guys, you, you seem like you've been killing it on the IP front. You've been at this for a while, Paul, and, and you've been sort of everywhere. You mentioned your, your beginnings in the industry. You've come up the ranks here, right? Uh, and, and you've grown with the industry as it's grown. Who, who do you still admire in this space? Right. I, I always think it's interesting to get your, you, you know, your you executives of Pubco's. Who are you looking at and you're saying, yeah, those guys are doing a good job. I like I like that team. I like that strategy. I like what they're doing. Who are you looking at right now who who might be um, might be doing it right? Oh, I, mean, I, I think there's lots of companies that are doing right. I mean, one one company I like in in uh, the U.S. is Akerna. Um, you know, that's, that's one of my holdings. I, I think it's a play on the industry. It's a picks and shovels play, right? You're building, you're betting on infrastructure in Canada. I like what the guys at thrive are doing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, yeah, I, I okay. like Jeff Jeff and what he's doing is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some, some great, uh, you know, clients, um, you know, that are out there killing again, I mentioned village farms. We love what those guys are doing. Like we really love guys that go out there and compete. Right. And, um, you know, I, again, for us, like we look at how much how much capital is, has gone into this industry. Right. Unbelievable amount of capital. I mean, just you know, almost makes you sick. But, you know, you know, some of these companies, you think, you know, what are guys really, you know, what are some of these companies doing with it? You know, are they creating a competitive advantage? You know, I, you know, we really I, I think in the U.S., you know, you, you look at some of the MSOs. I don't I don't follow the MSOs as much. Um because that's not our market, but, you know, Cresco Labs really like, um, and, and, you know, again, like we have a lot of respect for any, for any startup that's out there creating value and, and, uh, you know, um, you know, pushing the industry forward. So, you know, when you say, you know, out there being competitive, you know, I think you, you alluded to a competitive advantage with how they utilize capital. Uh, what else goes into that? Is it, is it how they expand? Is it organic versus an inorganic expansion and growth? Or I'm curious what else goes into that? You know, I think I think what happened in in cannabis, like in Canada here, there was this exuberance, right? So when 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 capital is getting raised, you know, guys want to spend it really fast. But I, I think there was just a lot of executives that were 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 cutting checks that really didn't understand the business, didn't really understand the industry, and most importantly, didn't really understand the consumer, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you know, this isn't rocket science. You know, cannabis has been the most popular illicit drug in the world for decades. Uh, it's it's giving consumers what they're already getting, and you, you're trying to give it to them in a regulated market. And, you know, provide more value, right? Than than what they can get as an illicit product, and and then when legalization, what we've seen in Canada and you know U.S. states that have legalized, then you you have normalization, right? You have people that wouldn't consume the product, so it's about converting those people, and that's really where we see the opportunity is in vapes and oils and and topicals and kind of all all the non-smokables. Um, you know, cannabis is such an amazing product from a therapeutic, from a recreational perspective. And here we are in Canada, you know, two and a half years in, there's never been an overdose. There's never been a death. Uh, I think, you know, alcohol uh, kills something like 60 people a day in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. Opioids, right? Killers, absolute killers, tobacco, right? So if people are going to substitute cannabis uh, for 
uh, or instead of these more harmful drugs, it's a big win, right? And, and you know, for us, that's where it's all about creating value, right? And, you know, being able to put it into forms that are more consumable. Absolutely. I think I, I saw an article this morning, actually, it said, I think, um, overdose deaths are up by like 30% in the U.S. this year, um, or maybe since this time last year in uh, via COVID. So, this is an important industry. And I think, you know, you making moves and you acknowledging those who are making moves as well in the industry is important. My last question has to do with uh, maybe expansion um, specific to you. You know, I think you all announced something uh, in Latin America, maybe in the Mexican market issued type patents uh, potentially earlier this year. Uh, any Anything else like that that we can look forward to? You know, for us, uh, our international strategy has always been to file patents and um, really, you know, get ahead of this kind of land grab around IP. For us, we're we're not in a rush to get into any international market, and and I think why you know you just you, you simply you look at every you know cannabis company that's gone into international markets, right? Canopy Aurora, you go down the list, it's all ended in in uh, you know fires, right? You know, fire sales. And you know, closing stuff down because it was too early. Um, and we love our strategy because it's 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 very capital efficient, right? We don't have a bunch of assets all over the world that we got to operate. We're we're focused on Canada, the largest market in the world where cannabis is legal. And what you're going to see is you are going to see us continue to focus on finished goods manufacturing in this in this marketplace, um, and 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 really growing our consumer products business and continuing to grow our wholesale business, you know, and, and what you're seeing is, you know, three years ago, companies that said, hey, we're going to do it all. And now what you're seeing is, is that's a, that's a recipe to lose a lot of money. You're, you're, you're uh -huh. still seeing that in the U S with the MSOs and the vertical integration, but you know, you just look at Canada um, to know how that model is going to turn out in the U S once there's legalization, once there's, once there's more competition. Um, you know, the reality is you pick your lane, right. And, and so for us, uh, we believe that as companies in Canada continue to pick a lane, um, we'll continue to grow our wholesale business. Um, and uh, and again, internationally, uh, just just very excited to keep filing. Um, you brought up Mexico. You know, Mexico. I think we're we're uh, right after GW Pharma for most issued patents, and you know that's going to be an exciting market. And as Mexico opens up, we're going to look for a for a local partner there uh, to enter that market through IP licensing and and that sort of thing. And and you know, I, again, IP licensing, and that's really the I think the commercial value for a partner uh, with this IP portfolio that that we're building is a, it's a much shorter path to market. Um, and uh, you know. You see that in other industries, right? Um, and and you know when it comes to extraction purification, there's a lot of science that goes into it. And uh, you know, for us, again, just very excited to to bring um, our model, um, you know, to other parts of the world as as uh, legalization continues to spread. I love that, Patrick. Uh, it, I mean, Paul, any last thoughts you want to leave our audience? I mean, we've gone pretty deep into Nextleaf. And I think it's very exciting, a very unique strategy that we we don't hear a lot about. So uh, well, you know, I'm very excited to see it play out. What strikes me, man, is is the level of confidence that you have in your team, your business, mm -hmm. your know-how, right? To to go out and get these these patents and to to build your market share that way without having to overextend yourself. That's cool. That's really interesting and kind of unique to see, uh, especially in this industry. So more power to you, man. No, hey, hey, thanks very much. We really appreciate that. You know, for us, we're we're uh, investors. Everybody on our team is a shareholder, and I think that that really goes um, 
you know, we're, we're very careful in, in, in how we spend our capital, but, you know, most importantly, we, we believe that we built a business model to last. That's why, you know, um, we've, we've got a lot of people on our team that, that, that have joined us that could have gone anywhere in this industry and, and they really believe in the IP value and, and, you know, what we're building. Uh, so just really appreciate your guys' time and, and giving me the opportunity to come and, uh, talk about what Nextly has been doing here. Thrilled to have you, my friend. Glad to have you. Uh, We'll see you again soon. Uh, We'll hopefully have you at our October event. Uh, But either way, we're looking forward to uh, some updates from you shortly. Uh, We'll definitely keep you in the news uh, on on the editorial side as well. Thanks again, Paul. Really look forward to seeing both of you in New York City. All right. Love it. Super quick spoiler. If you're watching, we'll have Colin Hanks soon. Colin Hanks. I have to whisper it. Colin Colin Hanks. Hanks. I don't know. Because I don't know. Like, we have to get him to talk cannabis. That's yeah. a whole. That's <laughs> that's a whole challenge. Oh, it oh, well, okay. sounds like we're doing it. All right, yeah. y'all. That's your teaser for the day. See you Tuesday Ooh. at four thirty Eastern. Until then, check out Ryan Roz and everything else we offer. Bye. Are you wasting time and money looking for great partners in the cannabis industry? In our experience, almost all dispensary and grow business owners are wasting money because they can't find cannabis ready service providers. All of these problems, unique to the cannabis industry and its providers, are a thing of the past with the Benzinga Cannabis Alliance, a national alliance of cannabis business owners and service providers. The Benzinga Cannabis Alliance has everything you need as a business owner. Stop paying high prices for the products and services you need with our savings program and find cannabis business-ready partners in payment processing, commercial insurance, business lending, HVAC, compliance software and services, and more. Whether you're a national brand or a Main Street dispensary, an enormous grow farm, or a mom-and-pop business, call 877-440-9464 or visit BenzingaCannabis.com today. We can't wait for you to join. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com.